Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today, we are providing an update on Biotricity, ticker BTCY. With us today is breakout investor Aaron Warwick. But first, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering and logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page, type in the ticker, and the result will give you a link to the research post with this podcast and to other discussion and research related to today's company. Now for our topic, Biotricity BTCY. Aaron, <clears throat> BTCY was one of our first 10-minute podcasts on June 16th, and then we had the CEO of Biotricity do, uh, do a call with management podcast on July 12th. It's a very dynamic company, very fast growing, lots of things happening. Aaron, I'd imagine you've got a lot to say to update uh, breakout investors on activities at Biotricity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'll begin just by noting, you know, you had mentioned the explosive growth being a dynamic company that uh, recently here within the past couple of weeks, they reported 290% year over year revenue growth. So obviously, you know, like you said, it's it's very dynamic company. Uh, that growth, continue, they continue to project triple digit growth year over year. Uh, also, interestingly, I mean, it was 45% sequential growth, I think is roughly um, from quarter to quarter. So uh, they continue to grow at a rapid pace. What kind of numbers are we talking about here? Are we talking 1 million, 2 million? What kind of quarterly revenue do they have? Yeah. I mean, a good point uh, there, I think that you're making, which is it, it is growth from small, relatively small numbers. So we're talking about going from a $1.2 million quarter to a $1.76 million quarter. But one thing to keep in mind there as well is that Biotricity uh, bills itself as a technology company and they operate uh, using a technology as a service platform. And so uh, in their revenues is not included uh, sales of their device the way that you would think about them normally for a device company. Uh, they're primarily selling these devices to get the technology fee that goes along with it, allowing the doctor to keep a higher portion of the amount billed per use. And so therefore, uh, Biotricity gets uh, less revenue from that. But they disrupt the space. It's part of the reason why doctors have uh, switched to them, the doctors that have already, and, and why they expect to win more doctors in the future. Um, so these numbers do would look a lot bigger if they were operating more traditionally in this space. All right. Well, both you and I uh, leapt into the company yesterday. Uh, could you uh, inform our listeners what happened yesterday? Yeah, so yesterday, um, well, actually two days ago, they came out with after hours. And of course, they were listed on a over-the-counter exchange OTC market. So uh, they came out after hours, nobody was able to trade. And they mentioned that they were going to be doing a share offering. They didn't give very many details about it. And that concurrently with that, they were going to uplist to NASDAQ. Yesterday, they gave more clarity. Shortly after the market opened, uh, they were trading on NASDAQ. And they mentioned that they were going to do this raise for $15 million, uh, $3 per share. They had closed the day before roughly around $3.50 in that neighborhood. 
And so before the market found out about this $3 per share pricing, the stock was actually down. I picked up my first shares around $2.55 a share because no one knew at that time the deal. And uh, when the deal came out, I saw there were no warrants attached. It was $3 per share. I said, this is a screaming buy. And um, I still like it at, at uh, right around $3 a share where it closed today. This really based goes up on their pipeline. This really goes to the longstanding topic, you know, in our community talking about whether the markets are efficient or not. You're saying that the stock was trading at 350. They got a good event of uplisting to NASDAQ. They raised money at three, a material amount of money, $15 million. And you bought the stock at 255. Yep, correct. And where's the stock trading today? I didn't see the close because uh, I was busy with something else. But the last I checked, it had been spending most of the day right around that $3 offering price or slightly below. Yeah, it closed at three. So that was a very nice trade on your part. Congratulations. Well, I'm still holding the shares. So, I, <laughs> um, but I, but because I expect that it has farther to go. I mean, we have to keep in mind one thing uh, with a company like this, especially when they were OTC before uh, yesterday. Um, look, I mean, obviously they had the 15, uh, somebody or some people wanted in $15 million worth. Okay. You would spend the rest of the year and more trying to acquire $15 million of this company, even at the $3 and 50 cent price um, versus being able to do this deal uh, well, at $3. So the company is, is giving them a break because, you know, they need the money and it would have been impossible for these guys to get in otherwise without driving the price up. Who do you think these guys were? What did the company bring in at $3? Yeah, I, I haven't researched that much. Um, well, I should say I haven't researched that at all since this deal was made. But based upon the research I had done before, uh, the company has a really solid base of, of uh, investors that have been in for, for a long time. Um, I have a feeling that it was probably uh, people that have invested in them before were wanting to take a bigger position uh, now that they've seen the company continue to progress. And, and quite frankly, they've on all of the things that they've mentioned on public calls, um, they have either hit their targets on time or ahead of time. Uh, the only exception to that, it's not really even an exception because they very wisely hedged what they said, which would be the FDA approval of their biotrape product, which is a Holter, extended Holter product. Um, and they said it would take at least four months at the beginning of the year for the FDA to approve that. So I think, you know, some people might've had that four month expectation, but with, with the COVID situation, the FDA has a backlog and I think they're getting around it. That's one of the things that we can perhaps speak about later in the podcast. <laughs> so if they raised uh, $15 million, do you happen to know what, what their cash balance is? They are they're, they're, they're a small company and they're growing rapidly, which means that they must have a, a good sized sales force. Uh, they, they are running, uh, they, they have a burn. They're, they're, they're expending money every quarter. Okay, I found it here. I had them cash and cash equivalents of 0.2 at the end of the second quarter, ended uh, June 30th. But that doesn't look right to me. I don't think that these guys were actually running uh, on fumes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have not looked into that in depth, but what I can tell you is the reason why they're needing to do this and, and wanting to do it. First of all, it's they've they've told the market that they're, they've made no secret about the fact that they're going to need to raise additional funds. And the reason for this is is very clear, and that is that they're prioritizing growth over profitability. They could turn off growth and become profitable within 
probably six months or less, but they're not doing that on purpose. And, and, and the reason for that, two reasons for that. Uh, number one is that they're able to grow at this rapid pace. And so obviously, you know, if you continue to grow at that pace and then later, you know, a couple of years down the road, you turn off the growth and become profitable, you have a lot more profit uh, in absolute dollar terms. Uh, so one of the things they're doing now is investing in their sales force, expanding significantly, expanding their sales force, um, both to new states and also deeper within the states where they already operate. And then the second thing um, that they're that they're using this money for is going to be continued R&D um, for some products that are already in the works, as well as um, some other products, you know, further down the line, the company has a very uh, long term vision. And when I say long term, I don't mean, you know, two to three years, five years, I mean, you know, looking 10, 15, 20 years down the line. And so right now they have this opportunity for this explosive growth. And that's, that's what they're using this money for. Yes. And they must have some good investors. I'm looking at their statement of cash flows and they, they, they burn uh, on an operations basis, two to $3 million per quarter. uh, And they have steady issuances of debt and equity to support them. And now they're going to uh, have this $15 million in equity. Net, of course, of any uh, broker commission, uh, broker fees, uh, but uh, they're they're probably good for another two years. Have you got any visibility into their financing plan going forward? Well, they did file a shelf registration a few months ago, and I can't remember how much that was for. I didn't look it up before this podcast, but my expectation would be, like you said, that they would have about a two-year runway. Now, whether they decide to um, do something before that, it's all going to depend on what the stock does and also um, what the company sees in the marketplace. Um, but for me, that's not, it's, it's really not a huge concern because, uh, again, they are prioritizing this growth. There's, there's a huge runway in front of them. And I think it's wise for them at this time to prioritize that growth over becoming profitable. All right. Well, they, they, as you say, they have now uplisted to NASDAQ. I got them on Yahoo as a $127 million market cap company. I believe that's probably before the uh, 5 million shares that they just issued. So it's about a $150 million company uh, growing very rapidly, doing about 2 million a quarter. Uh, New product releases in the queue. Uh, You've written about them uh, previously, uh, staying on top of them. What should uh, investors uh, think about this company going into 2022? There's two big catalysts that I'm looking for. One of them I expect to actually most likely occur before the end of uh, 2021, and that is the FDA approval of this BioTray product. And just to give a little background on that, you know, you can read my articles for more detail, but the gist of it is this, that the BioTray product is a simpler product than BioFlux, which is their core product right now. BioFlux, that core product is used for mobile cardiac telemetry. Uh, and what that means in, in uh, very simple terms is uh, this device is placed on patients whose alternative to being monitored by the BioFlux device is to be admitted to the hospital to be monitored there, uh, monitoring their heart. So it's something that's not used broadly, but when it's used, it's a high dollar uh, item because again, you know, your alternative is to admit someone to the hospital, which is much more costly. Now, BioTray, on the other hand, 
is going to be used more broadly, but it's also going to bring in less revenue per use. Uh, and the reason actually that uh, Biotricity it has introduced at all this Biotray product into the marketplace is actually based upon physician demand. Uh, their initial plans were actually not to have a Holter device, uh, but to simply be in the mobile cardiac telemetry business, as well as some other businesses beyond cardiac that the company's looking at much further down the road now. But physicians said, hey, we like your model. We like this technology as a fee, this Biotray. We, we would like something like what the company now calls Biotray, the Holter Extended Holter. And so that's why the company developed that. They All right. That's the first catalyst. What's the second? Yeah, so the second catalyst is, is their um, app, which they haven't spoken a lot about yet, but I've been able to do some research into this and talking with people familiar with the, with the company. Uh, they have uh, an app that they would uh, sell, that physicians would use to monitor uh, their patients, and this would be cardiologists that I'm speaking about here. And uh, the, the app would have the broadest audience out of any product that they're talking about because a physician could use it, a cardiologist could use it for any of his or her patients. And so what the app would do would be like a general um, wellness type product. And it would be used for the, not just the doctor, but really the doctor's staff, like the nurses, to be able to communicate back and forth with the patient to make sure the patient is staying on their uh, healthcare plan, make sure they're taking their medications, that they get them renewed when they need to be renewed, that if there's diet and exercise things, they've talked about all these types of things. And so it would be an app that the physician would be able to bill under uh, Medicare and under insurance plans to be reimbursed for that. And then uh, Biotricity would take um, a technology fee like they do on all of their products and plan to do on all of their products. Um, and, and this could be quite lucrative because Again, you're talking about the cardiologists that are already uh, in their network, in Biotricity's network, would be able to use this with any of their patients, not just the patients that need you know, mobile cardiac telemetry, which is a very small percentage. All right. Well, that's a good catch up on the company. Uh, we've done our 10 minutes. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Scott. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The Breakout Investor 10 Minutes podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers and not breakout investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither breakout investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.